Hey there, I'm Whitney, your host of the Abundantly Yours podcast. I'm a wife, mom, and entrepreneur ready to strive for sainthood right alongside you. Jesus put this podcast on my heart as a way to serve you better, so I am so pumped that you're here. I'll be hanging with you every Monday and Thursday to chat all things, discovering your purpose, cultivating our relationship with Jesus, and everything else in between. Are you ready to fully step into who God created you to be? Let's do this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. So excited for another great episode coming at, coming to you today with Layla from the Learning to Mom podcast. So welcome. Thanks so much, Whitney. I am so thrilled and really excited to chat today. I cannot wait. Um, once again, another amazing woman I've met through Instagram. We love the power of the internet. Um, and yeah, so welcome, Layla, and I'd love for you to introduce yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, first and foremost, and I th- I feel like most people say this now that I'm just, you know, I binge your episodes and I listen to quite a few podcasts and it's, I feel like everyone opens with, I'm a wife and a mother. So yep. I'm a wife and a mother <laughs> as well as a Catholic convert, which has just been such a joy and such a blessing. And then like you mentioned, I am the host of the Learning to Mom podcast where I educate and inform first-time first-time pregnant women on pregnancy and birth so that they can be empowered and educated without feeling overwhelmed. So that's kind of it in a nutshell and who I am at my core, if you will, Um, but I'm sure we'll get into all of that. Yeah, for sure. So if you know anyone who's having a baby, go find her podcast, type it in on Google or Apple Podcasts, and I'm sure it's everywhere else too, but um, be sure to go tune into that. I wish I had that when I was like, you know, pregnant with Andrew and you know hey when it whenever the second kid comes around I'll still be tuning in <laughs> <laughs> for sure that's totally where I kind of the place where it started from mm-hmm. was because I I experiencing pregnancy and I was the first of my friends to go through it mm-hmm. and I just turned to you know podcasts mm-hmm. and mom influencers if you will yep. and I just wasn't quite like vibing with them. There was so much partner bashing and just so Mm -hmm. much like negativity around motherhood. And it also, I noticed so much of it wasn't very timely or structured. One episode would be like how to handle pain and labor. And the next episode would be how to increase your toddler's vocabulary. And it just wasn't serving me where I wanted. So I really wanted to create the resource for pregnant women that I wish I could have had. And it's been so awesome to be able to do that and to connect with so many women and to really walk alongside of them in this joyous time. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm excited. I haven't listened yet, which I will, but you have a lot going on, so no judgment. Yeah. I'll have to turn it on when I'm like driving sometime. I just like, yeah, busyness is a thing and I'm working on it, but you know, it's mother yeah, embarrassment. But okay, so Layla's gonna share about how God uses every part of your story for the good, even when it like might seem like it's bad. So I'm just gonna let Layla take it away and just kind of start where you're ready to start with. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I think most of where that comes from, Whitney, I guess if you will, about just how God uses every part of your story is that, so I'm a Catholic convert. I converted when I was 18, senior year of high school. 
And I was always like as a Protestant, I was really devout and had a strong relationship with the Lord. And then as a Catholic, I was still on fire. Um, but I gave into sin. And before you knew it, know it, you know, one sin doesn't look so bad when you've already are pushing the envelope, right? So my boyfriend and I end up getting, we ended up getting pregnant. And oh my goodness, that was the hardest thing, honestly. Like I had a reputation. I think what was really hard in just being human and vulnerable right now is that I had this reputation of like Catholic, strong, devout girl, right? Like I was leading Bible studies. I was doing all the things. So I think that's what I really struggled with was the fear of what people were going to say. So I fell into prenatal depression and, you know, that only kind of escalated the shame, if you will, or made it worse because I withdrew from everyone. And everyone knows that if Satan wants you to feel worse about something, he's going to isolate you. And that that is 100% what happened. So it just took a lot, took a lot of prayer and it took so much grace of the Lord taking me out of that place. And I can now say on being on this side of things, I am so grateful. I mean, it's kind of hard to say, right? Like I don't want to be thankful that I sinned, but I am so thankful for it's basically so thankful that I'm a mom because I really don't think I would be if it wouldn't have happened that way because I write to like practicing Catholic planning on NFP but I very much gave into all of the lies that the world tells us about motherhood which you probably 100% have seen and know of yep. Whitney of like yeah. children are not worth are not worth it um, you're going to have to lose yourself and sacrifice yourself. And I just gave in to like all of those lies. So I would, I truly would have pushed off motherhood for so long when I truly, I, now I can see like I am called for this and the Lord is just doing, doing amazing. So that's the story in a nutshell <laughs> of I – Got pregnant out of wedlock, experienced so much shame, and the Lord pulled me out of that, which we didn't talk about, but he pulled me out really by allowing me to trust in his grace, which we can talk about on a deeper level. But I learned so much about his grace, and I also learned just how important it is to run to confession. And I, as a Catholic convert, I think, and also always kind of being like a good kid and a good person, this was the first time that confession was really like a thing for me, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that I'm Catholic because I get this. I get to have confession. So the Lord just he taught me so much about his grace and about the sacrament of confession. And now on this side, I can just say, oh my goodness, Lord, thank you for all of that, for never leaving my side. And then also for turning like my darkest night into the great, this is going to sound so cliche. Oh my gosh. The darkest night, <laughs> like into the greatest day or like most beautiful sunrise. Um, and now I get to use motherhood in my journey and my experience with it and help other women. It's been so awesome. That's amazing. There's literally so much purpose in our suffering and so much purpose in this like 
this dark season of like, all right, Lord, what are you doing? <laughs> Hello, where are you? Right? Like, yes, there is so yeah. much in that. And so um, my husband and I, we got pregnant, like, right after we got married. <laughs> and so we were like, okay, like, you know, after you get married, you're just newlyweds having fun, right? What they all say. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were just like, um, like we had, we were just open to life and we, we just trusted in the Lord and what he wanted for us. And we were not expecting a baby right away, but we are so grateful. And yeah. we even, you know, have been married for a year and three months, four months ish. And we're like, what would our life be like without Andrew? I like know. we could not imagine our life without him. And I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's literally the greatest blessing. And like you had mentioned, like I have ne- like have never felt more like in the right place being a wife and a mom. And even though I'm 21 and, you know, like not the normal thing to be married and having kids at this age, it's the best thing and the greatest thing ever. And it's yeah. like just like you had talked about like the mom culture and like the, all the like mom shame and all that and just wait until and just wait till this and wait till that and then just wait till you have another one and then the, and the top like it's just the list goes on and on and on I'm like but what about like the goodness of motherhood yeah like I just like feel like terrible for the moms who don't see that like they're missing yeah. out on so much when they live in like a completely different um, mindset than like the beauty of the motherhood like season and beauty of I guess it's not a season it's a vocation right <laughs> yeah. but it's just amazing how God uses everything that happens in our life for something greater and I guess if you like look back five years ago you know what were the things that you were praying for then and how has God answered those prayers and how has he used you know every day of your life to get you to where you are now offer something greater. Yeah. And it's so, I mean, it's obviously so much easier having this perspective and being able to look back and like connect all the dots. And what you just said at the beginning there, Whitney, of when you're going through it and you're like, oh my gosh, God, what are you doing? I think there is something to say that it's even harder, if you will, when you're the one who brought it upon yourself rather than like, Lord, I've been following you and I've been obeying you and here's, and now I'm dealing with this and this is really hard. At least in my humanity and my relationship with the Lord at those times, I've been able, I've been more willing. It's been easier to trust him because I know that I'm like walking with him. Whereas the time where I sinned big time. And then I was like, how are you going to redeem this Lord? And also, are you even near? Are you here? Because I know like this was my fault. That was just something that I kind of want to point out simply because I think a lot of us can relate to that of like, whether that be getting pregnant out of wedlock or perhaps like really big, I don't know, like an accident because you were drinking or something, you know, like now you have a car accident. Like, I mean, that's horrific, but that was what popped up. That was a horrible example. Please, no one judge me for that one. Wow. (laughs) But like any of these things or perhaps you were gossiping and then you really hurt a friendship because of that. 
So, but he really will use everything. And I'm also so excited to get to heaven and see the whole picture because here I am only getting to see like 5% of the picture and being like, oh my gosh, Lord, you have redeemed so much. And he's probably like, you have no idea. I am doing so much behind the scenes that you're not even aware of. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah, same. It's insane. I I love how you made the comment of like how our own humanness and like our own brokenness, like how God still like has something greater for that, you know, kind of like even the greatest of sins, even the smallest of like sometimes, I don't know, what do you call them? Like the repetitive sins, like maybe like using cuss words or um, I don't know, being sassy yeah. or just like all the things, right? Like we all know we have like kind of like the basic book of white girl sins, right? <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but you know what I mean? Like this does like, like those habitual sins and yeah. um, like, those are things that we can always work on. But even just through those, like the smallest of like our own, um, like faults and our own humanness and our own brokenness. Like, wow. I know you had mentioned like God's graces and I'm like, that's a legit thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's something that in the early days of motherhood, when I had like, you know, newborn and he was up every three hours, like they are normally like they, like they are, that's how God created babies is to need their mom. And I'm like, God, give me the graces. Like, I'm like, whatever it takes for me to become a saint, I'll do it. Like make me just be ha- like, make me have a better mindset about it. Um, yeah. And so that was a big perspective change. And I'm like, wait, I can't ask God for the graces instead of trying to have to figure it out myself. And that's not even just for motherhood. That's anything in life. Yes. A hundred percent. That's really was the greatest thing that he taught me about his grace when I was going, going through it was that at least he, so right? The Lord is not bound and he can do whatever he wants to do. And he can give you all of the graces at once to get through a really hard trial. Like he can just give it to you all and then you at once, and then you don't have to necessarily go through that trial, if you will, like emotionally or whatever it is. For me and my experience, I learned so much about God's grace by really trusting that his grace is sufficient for me. I don't, what's that reference to that verse? I don't remember it on the top of my head. I don't either. (laughs) Yeah. Basically, really, I had to learn, it went from just a verse on a page in the Bible to like really writing it on the, on my heart of, I had to come to like trust that God's grace really was sufficient for me and that he was going to give me enough grace to get through that day. And then I was going to wake up. And I was going to have to trust that he was going to get me through that next day. And then I was going to have to trust that he would give me enough grace for me to get out of bed and brush my teeth and go to work. And then I like, Lord, help me just last eight hours. And he would give me enough grace for that. Um, So yes, to what you just said about him giving you the grace when you need it. I just learned very much like he really does give you enough just to get through that day. And then it's an invitation to trust him more and return to him the next day. Absolutely. Yeah. And I even think like God is calling me to do like some big, crazy things that I never thought I would ever be like invited to or called to do in this season. And it's like, 
just an invitation to like really lean into something big of like, all right, God, this is scary. Like, I don't see how like point A is going to connect to point B because like Mm. there's stuff in the middle that needs to be figured out and worked out and provided for. And you're like already committed to point B and you're like, all right, God, like, come on, like show up, like give me the graces to do what I need to move the car you put it in the right direction, right? Like, yeah, really trying to lean into that because life is a constant, like, I feel like day by day, we're like figuring out our purpose, right? Like, I don't think there's ever this like big overarching, like this is my purpose, right? Like, because our seasons change. And I mean, once you enter into the vocation God is calling you within like marriage and motherhood, like that doesn't mean like, oh my gosh, I found my purpose. Like, God has given you the people you are called to serve with your life, you know, like deeply serve as a wife and a mom. But I think through that, we're continuously like, like figuring it out, right? Like I becoming a mom is like, this is my purpose. You know, like I haven't had this big, like, you know, I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I think just through the day to day, um, like the call that we have is like, what's, what is calling us to sainthood? That is where where we're supposed to go and where we're supposed to like be. And that's why we can't be like, in 10 years, this is what I'm going to be doing because who knows what we're going to be doing in like 10 days, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think how quickly it is, how easy it is, if you will, to when we have those ideas or those pictures in our head of this is where I'm going to be in 10 years, it's really hard to then one trust the Lord, trust the Lord on a deeper level when he takes you a different path. And two, I am a fairly emotional person and I get really attached to my ideas. I start like daydreaming about them and almost this is going to sound so weird, but it is a thing in psychology of like having memories if you will about the future. So when something changes, right, when my, when all of a sudden I realized that I was going to get to be a mom instead of transfer to the London office, that was my plan. I had to grieve this like loss of memories, if you will, because I worked it up so much in my brain that I had truly like a grieving process. So it's really just better to like give the Lord your dreams and tell him your desires and then let him do the rest. Yes, exactly. I say it on repeat, girl, because that's something that I feel like I struggle with too, is like, this is what I want to happen. So it's going to happen. Like, let's go. Like, come on, Jesus. This is what's going to happen. And then it's like, but that's not what's going to happen with like, chill out. (laughs) Mm. Right. Like, I feel like Control in a season of my life was something that was like so provident because I was just like, I had grip on everything. And I do still struggle with that because I'm a woman. I overthink. That's me. (laughs) My husband can attest to that too. Um, But yeah, just like realizing that, okay, God has control. Like if God wants, this is going to sound weird, but, or I don't know. If God wants to bring me home to heaven today, he will right? And it's like, okay, if God wants me to do this, he's going to do it, right? Like he's going to make me do that. But what I, in my own humanness, want doesn't always happen, right? Yeah. That's so hard. And that's something of the letting go of what I think I have control over. That's probably something that the Lord is teaching me now 
as a mom is that I so want to just grip Mila, who's my daughter. I just want to like grip and take control of her life. And I want to take control of it and I want to keep her safe and I want to keep her happy and I want to keep her healthy. And I have decided in my brain that I have control over it. But the Lord's like, you are gripping so tightly to this thing and it is consuming you and it is something that you don't have control over at all. Like I'm opening my hand to what I think I'm gripping onto, you know, her safety and I open my hand and I realize that there's really nothing there. And instead I have a sore hand. Like that's aching because I've been consumed by believing that I have control over her safety. And and I think that just applies to so much of our life, right? Like whether that be your dreams for your business or whether that be the control that you have that you think you have on this relationship because you think he's gonna propose, like. I know I, you know, I did it with my plans to move to London and now here I am being a stay-at-home mom, something that I never thought I would have, that I would do. Honestly, something that I like looked down upon two years ago and now I'm so happy and I'm just doing something that like completely different, but I made it so much harder on myself because I thought I had control over all these areas when I never did. Mm. Yeah. Amen to that. Seriously. Like, I think that's, I don't know. I feel like the source of so much of our pain is because of our own, like, grip on stuff, right? Like, I feel like so much of our, like, emotional pain (laughs) and, like, our struggles comes from, like, quote, unquote, not getting what we want, right? Yeah. And, like, really, I think that, like, this is used so so like said all the time but like god has your life figured out and it's better than we can imagine and we hear it all the time like yeah 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 whatever right like like okay but like when we really sit and dwell on that and like pray with that of like okay god like you have this figured out like why am i so one stressed to like all like a big control freak about it why am i so just like yeah anxious and worried about this when i know and like, I know the truth is that you have it figured out, right? So it's like, we just play this, like, almost like a game with ourselves of like, I'm going to do it. And then we go like, oh no, God's got it. God's got it. And then we just like come back and we grip control. You know, it's like, we hear the song, Jesus takes the wheel, like Jesus take the wheel, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, like, yeah, we should be like, you know, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm just talking in circles and I already said this, but God can't move to parked car. So we have to be putting in just like whatever God is calling us to do daily. We have to do what he's mm-hmm. do, calling us to do. And through that, he's going to ultimately take us where he wants us to go and not where like I want to go. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm just talking in circles. <laughs> no, I think that's great. I think the Holy Spirit is just bringing things to mind. <laughs> um, in this talk about changing topics here, Whitney, the parked car analogy just really reminds me of like so often in my life. So for like starting this podcast, for example, all the reasons not to start it, right? Thought people were going to judge me and be like, who does she think she is? She's just like an influencer wannabe. And there's so many podcasts out there. And 
let's be honest, a lot of podcasts are not very high quality and they, they give the rest of us bad reps. So I was just had a lot of fear and I wanted to just kind of sit on it and not make a decision until God gave me some sign from heaven as like a yes or a no. But I think many times we just have to make a step and then God will redirect. Like a lot of times us not moving isn't us waiting on the Lord. It's really giving in to like, no, thanks, God. I'm going to sit here until you force me to do it. And Satan's just like celebrating because we're not using the gifts and like our gifts and talents for the kingdom, right? And Satan's like, awesome. Let's continue to make her think that her podcast is going to be horrible. And let's continue to her think that like people aren't going to be interested. So that way she just sits on her butt as she thinks God's going to give her this big sign when really the Lord is like, Layla, you have these dreams and you have these ideas and they are good. And I've given you these skills and talents to be successful at it. Go do it. And so often we're like, I'm only going to do it if you give me a big billboard, Lord. So I love the parked car analogy. I think many times you just have to step and then he will redirect. Yeah. Amen to that. I think we so often get caught up in the lies of like, I'm not good enough. Like who wants to get like for me, like who wants to buy this for me in my shop? Like who, like, you know what I mean? Like who wants this or like, I'm never going to be good enough for that. No one's going to listen or I'm not going to be successful enough until I sell this much money or I'm never going to be good enough until I have this many podcast listens and I'm never going to be good enough until I have this big name on my show. I'm never going to be good enough until I find my husband. I'm never going to be like beautiful until like I lose this weight. Like, oh my gosh, why do they do this? Like, it's just like, I'm guilty of it. Like I had a whole big, like, whole big moment with God like a couple weekends ago and I'm like just struggling with all these lies and then I'm like this is enough why am I speaking lies over myself when we know God is like truth beauty and goodness so these things that I'm speaking over myself which are not truth beauty or goodness is just breaking me down it's just inviting the like inviting Satan into my life and I don't want him to be a part of it like yeah Go back to where you belong, Satan, because it's not here, right? Yes. <laughs> and so yeah, that's, good, that's something that I've also been, I've been working on so much. I think I've said that in every podcast episode, but like really working on speaking truth into my life and like re- recognizing where those lies are that I'm like believing about myself and like correcting them and like correcting them out loud, like. Like, when I take that deep breath, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. I'm not going to ever get it done. And then it's like, no, Whitney, like one thing at a time, God gave you the gifts. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's power in that. There's power in inviting the Lord in, inviting the truth into your life and speaking that out loud because we know that we're not like, yeah, we know we are daughters of God. We are no, we know we are loved. We are seen like God, God dwells in us. And even when we feel like, he doesn't even see us. Even when we feel like God is like on the other side of the earth or like on Mars, he's actually right beside you. Like he's sitting right beside you. He's literally, I always just think of, I've used this analogy before too, of like, okay, 
God is right in front of us and he wants to give us a hug. Are we going to focus on giving God a hug in that moment? Or are we going to look and see what's over his shoulder and what's next in our life? Like, are we allowing ourselves to be present with God, who he is to us today? Or are we just running to God so we can peek over his shoulder and say, what's next, God? Like, who, like, who am I supposed to marry? When is my next kid going to come? What job am I supposed to have? When are you going to give me this? And then we can't even focus on who God is in general. <laughs> That's really good. I have nothing even to add after that. Like, <laughs> mic drop. That was really, really beautiful. I, yeah, I've said that on, like, on the podcast before, and it's just something that I needed to, like, re-say to myself today, too, of, like, what is my motivation behind prayer? Like, what is it? Like, why am I going to God? Like, you know, I feel like so many times I struggle with going to prayer to get something from God, and I'm like, okay, it's, it's, it's okay to ask the Lord of things. It's okay to, like, you know, maybe put a little bit of pressure on God that you need answer and help and discernment with something. But like, ultimately we know our identity, our first, our first identity is daughter, right? Like that's something I'm learning as a mom is like, Andrew is not mine. As much as I don't ever want my baby to leave, yeah, he's not mine. And that's our, the priest said that in his baptism. He's like, whose baby is this? And we're like, well, he's ours. And he's like, after he's baptized, whose baby is he? And I'm like, God's. And I'm like, he's only three weeks old. You're pulling my heartstrings already, Father, okay? <laughs> but it's just so true of like every single human that is on earth, their first identity is child of God. Yeah. You know? And so often we forget that. <laughs> yeah. It's not my first identity is a student, a worker, a wife, like, or you know, a business owner or a podcast host or whatever that is, mm -hmm. like a nurse, a doctor, like that's not your first calling. And so often we let these worldly things control our lives, you know? Yes. And I think that's one of the reasons, another one of the reasons why I struggled so much when I did get unexpectedly pregnant, because I put my identity in that I was Bible study leader, worship music leader, like all of these things that weren't my true identity. And then I was like, I can't, I mean, obviously you don't really want someone in like a leadership position when it's, when something like that happens. Um, and so I just put so much of my identity in the wrong places. And I think it's easy to do when it's not necessarily a bad identity, right? And you see that so much. I look at my own life now and I'm like, am I putting my identity in my motherhood because it's good, right? It's just a lot of times we put things out of order. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I'm guilty of that too. Mm -hmm. You know, like I also just said this on a recent podcast, <laughs> but it's like, okay, I'm a wife and a mom and I love my husband and my son to death. Like, would do anything for them. But can I physically say that I love God more than them right now? Right? Like, I know. so hard. I know. Like, I know. Well, like, God's not tangible. And I hate saying that. But, like, we can't, like, like see him, you know? It's like, it's, sometimes it's hard to have a conversation with him because he's not, like, always visible unless he does something extremely miraculous for you. Amen to that. Go, God. Um, but that's why, like, 
praying in the church is amazing. Um, adoration is amazing. The sacraments are amazing. Um, but I was just like, okay, do I actually love God more than my husband and my son? And I struggled to answer that because I'm like, I don't know. Do I? Like, can I say that? Like, that's something I'm trying to work towards of like, like after marriage or after, after I die, you know, marriage is death until we part, right? Yeah, you're not married in heaven. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. That's just so hard. It's something you wrestle with. Like, I know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. I'm just, I feel like I'm literally talking in circles. <laughs> I think it's all good. I'm about to take out my little, my notepad and start writing down Whitney notes. This is good. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Well, then let's wrap up and I'll ask you the loaded question. What is one piece of advice you want every young Catholic woman to know? <sighs> okay. This is such a hard one. Um, I think, okay, I'm going to say two things because I can't narrow it down. One is community. I just come, I notice a considerable difference in how I'm living my life. And if I'm striving for sainthood, when I'm meeting weekly with my Bible study girls versus like this summer, we took a time off and I was like, this is so hard for me to get back in the groove or like to read my Bible on my own or to spend time in prayer. Community is just so important to hold, hold yourself account. It helps you just hold yourself accountable to spending more time with Jesus. And then the second thing that I would just encourage young women to do is that you don't have to feel guilty or bad for not wanting, not being able to like do all the spiritual things. Because I think a lot of times we look at these holy women, they're holy young women who are the same age as us. And they're like, she's going to daily mass every day. And then she spends 30 days in adoration afterwards. And she reads daily readings before she even goes into mass. And then at night she's doing a rosary. And it's just like, I'm uh, like, that's not where I'm at. And I think instead, so we, we go from like going from zero to trying to go a hundred overnight and one that's just not feasible and it's not sustainable. But also I just think that it's important and you shouldn't feel guilty for like, I know I feel the best. I know that Jesus speaks to me the most. I know that my time in adoration is the most fruitful. And I love mass because I like there's so much grace from the Eucharist. But I also know that like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make myself guilty for not making it to mass when I don't specifically feel called right now to go to mass. I'm sure there will be different seasons of life where I am told to have a devotion to where I'm where I'm called to have a daily devotion to the Eucharist and daily mass. But like right now, I feel called to have a devotion to adoration. So that should be my focus. I should not feel like, well, it would be really holy of me and I'm not a good enough Catholic because I'm not going to daily mass and I'm not saying a rosary every night when Jesus is like, just come be present with me in this one thing that I ask of you and you're going to get a lot out of it and I'm going to shower you with that instead of you feeling guilty for not doing it all. Mm -hmm. Amen. Like it's so easy we go on Instagram stories and we start tapping. This girl went to adoration. Oh, this girl went to daily mass. Oh, this girl's Bible journaling. Oh, she's praying the rosary. Oh, look, she's doing this. And it's like, okay, now we feel like we have to do it all. And it's like, okay, that one woman was going to daily mass. 
She didn't say she was doing everything else. She just went to daily mass. The next woman, God called her to go to adoration. Like, that's probably where we kind of get that of like feeling like we need to do it all is sometimes mm. social media is a trigger for that. I've struggled with that too. And right now I've been really particularly called to praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Um, Cause it's just, I just did an episode on that, which will be like a couple episodes before this with Father Ken Geraci. That what he spit fire. So if you want to learn about the Divine Mercy Chaplet, go listen to that one. Um, and yeah, so it's like, you know, three years ago, my prayer was prayer journaling. I would journal for hours, right? Like now as a mom, that's not quite as tangible for me. So praying the Divine Mercy Chapel, it takes five to seven minutes and you surely can do it while you're like, while I'm rocking my son or while he's playing, like that's tangible. Right. And so just as our seasons shift and change, so does the way that God calls us to like encounter him. Right. Cause I feel I, you know, in college, I had all the time in the world to pray. I would get up in the morning and I would do a little bit of journaling or do a little gratitude session. Right. And then like, I'd come home from class and I'm like, okay, like I have more time, like, let's pray. And I wasn't always good at that, but I feel like in college, because I had my own schedule, my own freedom, I could make that happen. And now in this season, I feel guilty because I can't pray as much as I did three years ago or as much as I did in that season prior. So yeah. Amen to that piece of advice, because that's like such a great reminder, seriously. So, well, um, will you share about your podcast and your Instagram? Leave everyone with any call to action you have for them. (laughs) Awesome. Well, okay. So we're nearing the end of the episode, which means that I know you are grabbing your phone right now to go find another episode to listen to, to listen to some music, play a playlist, whatever. I know you are grabbing your phone right now because you're trying to figure out what to listen to next. So since you are grabbing your phone, do one of two things. If you are pregnant and would be interested in listening to the Learning to Mom podcast, type that into the search bar wherever you're listening to the Abundantly Yours podcast on. And if you're not, but you think that we would still be good friends, I'm not turning you away from the podcast we could be friends there as well. But a really great way to connect with me as well is on Instagram. My handle is learningtomom.podcast. And really this season one is all about pregnancy and birth. And then next season, season two, will be topics you encounter in baby's first year of life. Season three being topics you encounter in baby's second year of life, so on and so forth. Really giving women the information that they need when it's timely and relevant instead of them having to like figure out where to tune to next. You know each week you're going to be matched with something that's actually relevant to you. Um, And what's been so fun about being on the Abundantly Yours podcast, Whitney, is that I get to talk about God's grace and his goodness and confession because the Learning to Mom podcast is not Catholic. I have prioritized Catholic guests in the prenatal space. So like Catholic doctors and lactation consultants and things like that, um, because I want to instill Catholic values and morals, but I'm not out here like talking about God's grace or my, my, um, conversion story. So this has been so fun of being like, oh my gosh, I get to talk about all the things that I, that really make me, me, instead of just silently trying to plant as many seeds as possible to anyone who listens to my podcast and not like turning them away when they just need to know about birth. And I'm like, accept Jesus into your heart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. So that's my call to action. I hope to connect with you guys soon. Yes. Go DM her on Instagram. If you have any takeaways too, 
um, go follow her. Her um, Instagram will be in the show description, so go follow along. Um, and yeah, it was so fun to get to chat today and get to meet you more and talk more. Um, so thank you for joining me. This was so fun. I'm going to, I know when it goes live, I'm going to literally have to take out my journal and I'm going to have to write Whitney notes <laughs> and just right away, everything that you said, this was such a good episode and thanks so much for having me on. Yes. Thank you so much. Hey, we've made it to the end of this episode of the Abundantly Yours podcast. If this episode touched your heart in any way, I would be so thankful if you could head on over to subscribe and leave a review. That way you'll never miss another episode. Be sure to go follow me on Instagram at abundantly.yours for more. See you next time.